This is my story. Chapter 1 Freshwater Rapid Creek I'll never forget the day Gran burned her bum on the toilet seat. It was 1955, and I was turning six the next day. Gran was taking a quick break from baking my birthday cake. The house we lived in was perched on the banks of Freshwater Rapid Creek, a little over 30 kilometres southeast of Darwin. Spear grass and pandanus grew robustly during the wet season, bending and folding during the day. The house seems huge in my memory. Built of unpainted timber with a plain corrugated iron roof, it was full of louvers that looked out in every direction. Its centre was a kitchen shared by my mother and grandmother. Our two families lived in separate parts of the house on either side of the kitchen, and Mum would feed the children early before the adults came together in the kitchen for their meal. Ours was a big, happy, ramshackle household. My mother and father, my four brothers and I, lived with Gran and Grandpa Bond, my maternal grandparents. Sometimes my mum's brother Ivor lived there too, as well as Uncle Jaffa, a Thursday Islander who was the right-hand man in the road construction gang, of which Grandpa was the foreman. Grandpa Bond spent the war years in Darwin, keeping the roads and airstrips operational. The homestead was big enough for all of us. It had accommodated RAAF officers as a dormitory for their Darwin base during the Second World War, and as a result had six burning furies all standing in a row. The toilets. The burning furies were unpredictable and temperamental contraptions, constructed from 44-gallon drums with the bottom cut out and a hole in the top. You would dig a hole and sink half the drum into the ground, leaving enough out for the user to be reasonably comfortable sitting on the thing. A 44 dug into the earth was not the cleanest device, so a chimney pipe was set into the back of the drum for burning. We would screw up old papers or cardboard, add some kindling and a good dose of diesel fuel, drop in a match and the burning fury would come to life, the flames chasing spiders and crows as the smoke rattled up through the chimney. The fires cleaned the toilets and also kept out the redback spiders. I thought we were quite well off having so many toilets, and in between the burning days my brothers and I would have one each. What a luxury! This particular morning, Gran had asked Uncle Jaffer to light up the furies before she went down to the Aboriginal camp. The homestead was on a slight rise, and the camp was on a black soil flat about 200 metres down the hill, sheltered snugly among pandanus palms. There were usually 15 to 20 people living in the camp, some of them transient, some working in the house. When houses were built at that time, Aborigines who were already camping in the area were usually left alone or asked if they wanted to work at the house. Sometimes they moved away. When the RAAF were there, the Aborigines on the property had moved, either to Darwin or to a government reserve six kilometres away. But since we'd been living there, they had gradually re-established themselves. I always remember smelling and seeing the soft, smoky haze from their campfires hanging over the humpies. Something was bothering Gran, I could tell. Probably trouble in the camp. Something else was bothering her more when she came out of the fury. She was rubbing her hands frantically across her burning backside and yelling at everyone inside. This was something to behold, as Gran was normally rather regal and imperious, 
but she had an immediate problem. Her worries about the camp must have made her absent-minded. She'd gone to the toilet and forgotten that the Furies were alight. The sight of her red and swollen backside scattered the old crows from their usual perch above the 44-gallon drums. Uncle Jaffer and I thought it best to keep out of sight. Besides, we were laughing so hard we wouldn't have been able to help anyway. My grandpa Bond was English, a gentle, quiet man who carved decorative picture frames in his spare time. During the Depression, he had become an itinerant road worker because that was the only way he could support his large extended family. Gran, meanwhile, was Australian-born and lucky to be alive, considering what had happened to her grandmother, Fanny Wannery. Born in 1852, Fanny was the daughter of an Aboriginal woman and an English stockman from a sheep station in southwest.